0: We are going to be uncovering some Untold Riches. Let's do this. Welcome, friends and neighbors, to another exciting episode of Untold Riches. We are here to meet yet another luminary in her industry. We are very excited. We'll bring her on in just a minute. But in the meantime, Richard, how have you been this week? You know
1: what? This week's been pretty good. Got back uh, from spring break last week, and I didn't even realize how much I needed the rest and recharge. Uh, But getting back was able to, you know, hit the ground hard and make some things happen. Had some good meetings, connected. uh, Just feel pretty good about stuff. Got back in the gym, did some jujitsu, got beat up. um, Did a high ropes course and got all kinds of bruises, like all over my being. Mm -hmm. My, My knees all jacked up. Look at that thing. Like, Okay. Lot. So so fun. I
0: don't know what a high ropes course is, but it sounds like, is that like Ninja warrior stuff?
1: Yeah. Kind of like Ninja warrior and you like clip in and you like go through obstacles, but it's like high off the ground. They nice. have some that are outside, but this one was inside. Uh, it was a cool place and it's like five minutes from my house. So I'm trying to take my kids over there and we'll do that. Should be pretty cool. Shout out. It was, um, Look up look at the name. We'll put it in the, we'll put it in the That's notes. The I think
0: for the coaching program.
1: Yeah. 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 That was like, we yeah, just did a team awesome. builder and it, they do like, they specialize in corporate team building, which is pretty cool. Um, <laughs> and the guy, the general manager we met with, he kind of went through like what they offer. And so if any of our agents or people want to use it as a client event, um, it was awesome, but we'd be perfect for like little kids. I think the, the youngest they do is eight just because it's like actually difficult mm-hmm. or you have to be four foot, two inches. Otherwise you can't actually clip in, but right. it's like, pretty high off the ground I'd probably say you're like 20 25 feet off the ground and yeah. some of those uh some of the obstacles were not easy
0: I like the unnecessary element of danger I'm a big unnecessary element of danger fan so that's good I like it but like not too much danger like if there's a legitimate
1: chance of me dying I'm out but if it's like hey it's gonna make you feel like you might die then I'm all in yeah. but not actually die so that's that's the caveat' it's an
0: important concerned. I mean yeah we got we got kids you got to be safe I'm glad you're rested, as anybody who's been following me on social media knows, I am not rested. I am mm. fucking exhausted. <laughs> exhausted. Last Friday, we welcomed my second son, Max, into the world at 3:28 a.m. Eight pounds, seven ounces, 21 inches Ooh. long. Big, fat baby. Three different people called him a linebacker before we left the hospital. Nice. Very, very big. Uh, my wife is a champion. Uh, yeah, no, I like owe her a stake. Shout dinner. out to yeah.
1: Ashley. Oh my goodness. Yeah,
0: it was who, And he, he came out fast. Like it was who, man. He was but,
1: ready. Like a linebacker. Like he's quick he Oscar was late. Linebacker.
0: He was like th- three oh. days late. And we went in and they were like, well, I mean, you could go home again. And she's like, no, you, we, I am here. And we are, get we it. have, we're in pre-labor and pre-labor is going to be labor. And then 11 hours later, he was alive. Retrieval. I need you to retrieve. Yes. This get child. this monster out of my body. That's awesome. uh, but he's adorable. I uh, hadn't said anything during the first week, but we were a little unsure. He had some tests that came back yeah. d- uh, when he was delivered that were a little uh, needed follow up. Um, mm-hmm. But we went Wednesday to children's hospital again. Shout out to them. Amazing. i would never been to like the children's hospital with yeah. like the teddy bear and everything um, amazing institution. And the doctors were incredible and he wow. is perfectly healthy, perfectly healthy. That's
2: 10 fingers, ever, 10 toes,
0: bro. nothing to worry about with like five sleepless nights, just making sure that he was cool, uh, but no, he's just going to be the little Tonka truck that his older brother is. So I, I look forward to dropping him, you know, when he's large enough to do so safely, just yeah. like I do his older brother. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, good stuff. So that's us. Let's talk a little bit about who we're bringing on today. Richard, go ahead and vamp her up a little bit. Knowledge, yeah, knows, she's amazing.
1: This is uh, this is somebody I had a, a, a chance to meet more on the professional front. Um, first off, she came in and she 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 joined. Uh, the coaching program uh, with Bridges Business Solution, my my coaching company, entrepreneurial coaching company. She's mm-hmm. been an incredibly successful real estate agent for years, um, but she's dual career, and there's not a lot of real estate agents out there that genuinely crush mm-hmm. in multiple industries. Uh, and she just gets after it. I ge- I genuinely don't know how she does everything, and that's why she's here, right? People that stand out that have exceptional stories, that have things that are you know, worth hearing more about. Um, and, uh, and that's why she's here. She's also lives close by to me. I see her every now and then. Uh, and my funny, my one funny story is I saw her one time driving. Uh, she's got a very nice car. I don't know. I can't remember exactly what it was. But she, she will tell us a, in a minute. She, yeah. You know, we'll have her tell, tell, tell the story. But yes. she got caught in the rain with a convertible. That's all I'll say. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's going to be our opener. That's fantastic. All right. Well, without any further ado, let's bring her on. Hello. Hey,
2: guys. Russia. Well, thank you for the amazing intro. I feel like uh, this is a little bit too much, but thank you. Not at all. Not 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 at all.
1: all. All true. Nothing, nothing was embellished or lied about even the getting caught in the rain. And what, so what do you drive? What do you, what's your convertible? Is that your daily driver or is that your, that's just your, your play toy?
2: It is my daily driver i i prefer it. i have other cars but this is what i really enjoy because it's it's convertible just like what you said it's mercedes uh, 450 um, um when did i buy, it? I buy it at 20 so it's a 21 yeah um, oh wow you didn't even add that long oh yeah sorry 20 20 i'm sorry oh, but, uh, right before the COVID. it's been like, a weird um,
0: couple of years it's not it,
2: yeah <laughs> uh, but it, it's really nice uh, it's very soothing it just you know it. That's why I enjoy real estate because I kind of put the top down, kind of, you know, have my thing and enjoy it, put some soft music and just kind of relax and be ready.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love it. Well, thank you for being on today. We're excited to learn from you, hear a little bit more about your story, how you've gotten to where you are. You've, you know, objectively from the outside looking in, you're very successful. You're very motivated. You are like you do a lot and I get to see kind of from the sideline how you've progressed and all these things that you've done and everything that you've accomplished. And I'm always just eager to learn more. Um, and we've even gotten to connect a little bit on a personal note because we realized that our kids go to the same school and you have boys,
2: right? Twin boys. They're going to be 13 in uh, May 3rd. So just, weeks. Nice. Uh, you know, a teenager, but they've been, they're amazing. They're taller than wow. me now officially, which is sad. So I'm the shortest one at home. Um, uh, but you know they're they're and Zayn and they're uh, you know they're my babies. They'll
0: stay my babies. They <laughs> yeah, always will be. Always I know. Be. I'll say this. I know Richard will co- uh, corroborate. When you reach the height where you're bigger than your mom and you hug your mom, like she, we're I'm gonna see my mom this week. It's Easter, so we're gonna go. It's Greek Easter, so we're gonna see my mom this weekend. And whenever I see her and I wrap my arms around her little her little tiny mom body, I get very excited and I still feel mm-hmm. like I'm two years old, but also like I could fight a dragon for this woman. So I think it's, it's cool that they're reaching that stage. I, I remember being that age, and it's really fun.
2: It is. It is so much fun. It just It's amazing. Sometimes I ask them to come sit in my lap, and they'll be like, uh, are you okay, Mom? I'm like, okay, <laughs> how old are you? Are you always going to sit in my lap? Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, my gosh. We, my, uh, my oldest, He just he's, he's 17. He turned 17 in December, but he, he kind of slacked off on getting his driver's license. He just got it. And the uh you know, growing up, I was always like, my parents freaked out when I would drive. I have three brothers, whenever they left and drive a mom was just a mess. And I was like, get over it. If something bad happens to him, you got one less to worry about. Like it's not a big deal. You know, I was very not very empathetic or thoughtful about it. When he drove out of my driveway in my car for the first time, and I didn't know where he was. I didn't know how he was doing, and my my son, my second son, he was so nervous. He went for a walk around the neighborhood, and then promptly reported back. There was a huge accident on Loudoun County Parkway, and we're freaking out. And he, of course, he can't use his phone while he's driving, so we go. We know nothing. So, and his first drive is of course twenty five minutes. He decides to go from Brambleton over to like North Ashburn, past Loudoun uh, one Loudoun. And we were freaking out. And now I was like, I get it. Like I, I, I get the, like the independence phase and how terrifying that is. And so, man, yeah, they grow up super duper fast.
0: Yeah. Again, my kids still can't color with crayons inside the lines. <laughs> I am not looking forward to any of that shit. <laughs>
2: I know. But I'm there, about, right? I time I how Just things Just think they, they grew in a minute. And, and mm-hmm. then sometimes I'm like, where are those days? Like I miss those days when they're so little.
1: I hear you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, my wife just wants to snuggle. She just wants to snuggle them again, and they are no longer snugglers. They are. I am grown. I am a grown human being. I no longer need your cuddles. And my wife is just like, Meh, you know. So that's all right. You get new cool stuff as they get older too. You know. Um, so, but. Tell us more about you. Give us kind of yeah. your background and your story. And this is something which is interesting as I know you very much so on the professional front, but on the personal side, I don't know much about your story. So we'd love to hear your story. So tell us how Rasha came to be and all the things that have, or you feel like are noteworthy and were maybe instrumental in your development and, and, and the experiences you've had that have made you who you are today. Tell us a little bit about you.
2: Well, that's a good question. I'd be very honest with you. I, I did not have an easy life. Um, Um, I'm originally from Middle Eastern Um, with a refugee document, long story short, um, technically a refugee person cannot come into the state to study. Mm -hmm. Um, And I remember clearly when I told my parents, which is they really barely were surviving month by month to say, I would like to go study in the state. And they're like, it's just not gonna happen. Like we have no money, you know, you're gonna be rejected, all this kind of good stuff. I'm like, I always believe in something's never, you know, you always have to try and then get the rejection to be able to say okay you know what i'm satisfied enough to say i've tried right Mm. and that's exactly what happened so when i went i clearly remember that day when i went to the counselor and i said i want to study i got my approval from college in in ohio because that was the cheapest one (laughs) that i was able to find and um i kind of talked to um uh, when i went to the counselor and he asked me he's like you know you don't have a passport how would i you know, why would I let you come into the country? And I said, um, I don't know how I was. And by the way, I did not speak English prior to that. So I was just like, kind of, you know, getting a couple words here and there. So um, how old are you at this point? 18
1: 18. Okay.
2: Yep. Um, So basically when I, when I went there and I was like, you know, I was kind of preparing my answer because I thought I could be asked that question because obviously this is an obvious question since I'm not a citizen of any country. And I said, because of my grades and I, I believe I'll be a person that will be something at some point and will add a value to that, not a country, but maybe to that company, to my future, to the future of the kids or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And, and he said, because of that, you know, answer and because of your grades, I'm going to actually go ahead and approve you. Uh, which is, was a shocker to almost my whole entire family, everyone else. And now, because my mom, she had a, she she wanted me to go and apply because she's like, okay, I want you to do what you feel like you want to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she was kind of knew the answer. And long story short, um, when I went down and see my mom, and she's like, where's your passport? Let me hide it. And I'm like, you know, I don't have my passport. I was like, why? And I said they took it because they are gonna stamp it. And she was just like, couldn't believe it because now we're talking about really, I'm gonna leave the country and and you know, cross continents. I used, I was born, lived in Dubai, but I'm not from there. Um, and just came here and, um, you know, I, my, my parents could not afford it. So long story short, I was, when I was young, started at age 13, I was saving my allowance, which is probably like 25 cents a day, um, for over three years. And I was able to accumulate about close to 300 between all like, you know, those holidays and the gifts birthday gifts, whatever. And I invested in stocks at that time. And by the time when I graduated, there were $5,000. So I cashed out that stocks and I used it as my first, um, you know, couple of semester to be paid. I'm like, I'll figure that when I get here. Um, fast forward, I came here, I lived by myself. I found a job because you were allowed to work at college, um, and just studied and, and just, you know, started my journey. Um, and then I end up, uh, three years later, end up meeting my husband. Um, and we kind of started our journey together and, uh, finished my degree in accounting. Um, then I got my CPA and, and it's always been, my interest is real estate from like, since I was a little kid, as a matter of fact, my first job in the least was timeshare because you're still talking about, you know, real estate. And that was like really just the starting, I'm not going to say the year cause I don't want you guys to calculate it, but, you know, <laughs> but at some point, you know, at that time, um, and, and it just, uh, you know, it's always amazed me. I just had never had the money. Just never had the money. And when I got married, I told you know, my husband, you know, I was barely, you know, there. And my husband too. And it was like, we're gonna establish our life, we're gonna get it better and um we're gonna get into real estate. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had to kind of put it in pause as soon as I found out I was pregnant with twins. Obviously, twins is just not that easy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I said, okay, I'll just have them. Maybe at age of five, I'll start looking into it. Sure enough. My, I'm hyper. My husband is hyper. So you can imagine what kids do we have. Um, crazy kids, <laughs> uh, and that's what they ended up pushing it to until they turned seven and a half, which is at the time I felt like they're more independent. And, um, and I took my, my license 2017, um, toward the end of 2017. And, uh, just, you know, it's been my passion. Um, and alongside with my other position. So I'm a CPA, I'm an accountant. Right now I'm a VP of accounting department for an international company, um, overseeing 40 people. Um, so I'm a full time in both. Um, I enjoy both. Uh, my husband always asked me to quit one and I just can't decide. And yep. it's not, and I don't think I'll ever do it to be very honest, uh, because I enjoy this. I'm very good at it. And I'm, I love real estate and I'm good at it.
1: Yeah. That's fascinating. Oh, a question that comes to mind is with the twins. I know a lot of times twins run in families. Is there twins in either side of your families? You or uh, your husband's?
2: Yes. Yeah, so my side, we, we have both, my dad and my mom's side, both have a lot of twins. My right. mom's cousin has six sets of twins and one single tone. Uh, And I almost every other cousin from my my mom's side, they have twins. Um, My dad, my cousin from my dad's side have twins. So we have a lot of twins. That's why I decided to stop after that.
0: Yeah, you were like six sets of twins, like 13 human beings. I get nervous, like frying an egg for my son while I'm holding the baby. Like, yeah. <laughs> at that yeah. point, they're self-policing. It's a small city state in your own house. That's amazing.
2: Mm-hmm. That is amazing. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. We have a lot of
0: twins in the family. Yeah. Okay. Good question, Richard. So, what, what was that experience like? I'm
1: always fascinated because I yeah. think one, yeah, what was it like having twins? Right. Like, was starting out was that because you grew up around a lot of people that were twins? You know, was it something where you were just like how did it feel like what was your experience with that
2: to be honest it was very um again my kids were according to my mom a little bit different than anyone else a little bit hyper they don't sleep that much uh they want to play all the time um so like they definitely needed a lot of attention it was and i was a full-timer too so it was a lot of work you know barely they were not sleeping all night till their turn almost nine months uh which is you know a long time so barely was like Living, you know, just I remember clearly. You would ask my name. It would take me a good ten seconds for me to remember my name because I'm just like, you know, not m- mentally functioning right. Uh, yeah. But it's, it's 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 a blessing, you know. Right now they're having each other. um They love each other. They feel like their best friend. They want to be you know they're, they they want to do everything together. um They argue here and there, but i you know I definitely blessed to have them. But it's, it's it, it was I'm not gonna lie to you. It was a little bit hectic, but. I enjoyed it. Like mm-hmm. I thought, I went. I remember clearly telling my mom, "It's like, when are they going to eat by themselves? Like, I can't wait for that day." Wow. Yeah. Now I was like, "Can I feed you, please?" <laughs> because I miss those days. And they're like, "No, mommy, no." But I, seriously, thanks for my mom. My mom was an amazing. She actually moved here for two years to help me out with my kids oh, because nice. she knew I would not be able to make it. Mm-hmm. So.
1: Yeah. I'm always so fascinated by that, that experience because, you know, just having one so much like Peyton was even just saying a second ago and having two going through all of the same developmental steps and processes and you know, how taxing that can be mentally and physically. And the fact that they didn't sleep. Oh, we had one that was, that was absolutely nocturnal. And, uh, and my wife and I were talking the other day, um, And she was like, oh, my God, she was the best baby. And I was like, you have selective memory. That child was an absolute nightmare. She would get out of her crib and she would try to leave the house at one and a half, two years old. Like she would try to flee. You know, she tried to steal our car at two and a half years old and even pack the bag. Like she she was everywhere. And uh, I cannot imagine if there was two of her running around like would have put me in the ground.
2: There, they were there were handful for
1: sure. Mm-hmm. So, Rasha, tell us a little bit more about like what I've always been curious is, you know, you mentioned that you're the VP uh, as a CPA for a company, VP of, of of accounting for an international firm, and then you have the re- the the real estate stuff go going on. So, talk to us a little bit about how you came into the role that you do for the international where you're vice president, and then talk us a little bit about how that transition happened when you got into real estate in 2017 and what your career has looked like in both of those fields since.
2: Sure. Absolutely. So prior, actually at the VP position, I've been in since 2020. So it was a recent position prior to that. I was assistant controller for another international company as well. Uh, They're both located in Tyson. But um, again, it's, it's, you know, I always believe, and this is always my belief is whatever you do, just do it right. And no matter what you do, you're gonna, you know, you're gonna get appreciated and you're gonna get recognized. I always tell that to my kids. Even if you end up want to do as as simple as just, you know, um, a chef. You know, if you master it, you'll be, you know, amazing chef. Mm-hmm. So that, that's that's basically what I my my philosophy in life. So mm-hmm. when I started with accounting, obviously I have, and this is, you know, it could be a good thing a bad thing. You know, I try to be perfectionist as much as I can, but you know, sometimes it just doesn't go that way. And that's exactly what I did. Um, you know, I was good What in accounting. Um, I was trying to do my best. Um, I got recognized actually one of the best executive, uh, Washington DC executive, um, in 2020, 2020 or no, sorry, 19. Um, and it was recognized and it was, uh, it was a, a, an amazing uh, ceremony. Um, so like, you know, I have, I have, luckily I have a good reputation here in the accounting field. Everybody knows everybody in the accounting field. Mm -hmm. um and which is good but then at the same time from real estate i i just i just enjoy it i just have fun i seriously i feel like this is my therapy Yeah. uh like just i I talk a lot i could talk all day long um so like you know just and doing something that you like as well i love property i love just viewing housing i'd love to kind of I, i love taking challenge cases it's funny because a lot of the real estate agents say i want somebody ready approved good to go i actually enjoy way more the people that they you know have a lot of challenges and obstacles i've had um you know i've had a couple recent stories and and uh long story short one's been renting for nine years no one was able to qualify them, even though they have a good position they own a company um and one of my friends told her you need to reach out russia and she'll be able to make it happen because again if you do it just do it all the way just don't stop and just kind of you know find all the resources to be able to help the person that you're trying to work with and that's exactly what i did and i got her approved same day we're under contract new construction Dang. beautiful beautiful home um 1.2 and she till now she cannot believe it um she's actually a very entrepreneur lady that she's very famous in social media and she's like, Rochelle, when we get close to their like, you know, closing, I would, I'm going to just go viral of the experience because it was, it was amazing. Like I, I cannot believe it, that it's happening now. That's so awesome. that's what I just say, just do it the right way. Mm-hmm.
1: Do it the right way. There's a lot of truth to that. And I think that that, that type of mindset is what does separate a lot of people who do, uh, do their jobs really well. And those that find themselves middle of the pack and can't really kind of break through to the top. Um, and I think a lot of it is, is some people are afraid of the hard work. The mm-hmm. fact that your story kind of what you shared in your experience is you didn't have a whole lot going in, but you wanted something and you were patient. I think mm-hmm. the world we live in doesn't reward patience. It it rewards patience, but it doesn't encourage patience, mm-hmm. right? Like that's kind of the thing that we see and and that you were patient and you knew from such a young age. That's so crazy to me. I didn't know I was going to be, uh, a professional bull rider when I was 12. Like, cause that's what the flavor of the week was, right? Like I had no idea. And to know that at 13, you were like, I'm saving money. I'm going here. I'm going to do this. And, and, and that it's all like, you have just had a lot of clarity is something I find absolutely fascinating. Um, and you that you was- was- Sorry, go ahead. No, 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 I was saying that you were able to make it happen. So, uh, you know, that it's just kudos to you and in, in being able to do it and just always recognizing what you want. And I think a lot of people also look at kind of the business itself and going oh you know, if you have all these other distractions, you're not going to be able to be successful in real estate, but you are doing something at such a high level to the point where you're being acknowledged in a ceremony in an area that's very competitive where there's a lot of corporations as a top leader, as a top executive and also crushing it in the real estate industry. How do you balance all that? And you're a mom to twins who are hyperactive and don't sleep. Right,
2: right. I mean, you know, it's, uh, I always say it's in your mind. And I get this question almost every day, how you're doing it. And I, I, that, my answer is always the same. It's going to always stay the same. It's, it's all in your mind. If you want to do it, you're going to get it done. If you don't want to do it, then you're not. You can actually the one build the obstacle right in front of you. You are the one going to listen to the negative energy around you you just have to kind of surround yourself around the people that they're they love you support you be there for you and just don't ever get impacted by anyone around you i seriously no one impacts me in this life except my husband and my kids and immediate family that's the only thing and to be honest my husband been a big huge support he's always you know been there for me he's always he's just amazing like you know i don't know i can't say enough about him he's been always supportive and every time i say something it's like krisha if you like it let's go ahead and do it i mean he's always been there for me and this is a big help when both kind of be on the same page it's also matter as well yeah.
1: does he teach classes does he what does he teach classes on just being a rock star husband like <laughs> or sign up somewhere I mean,
2: don't I said that. Okay. I don't want him to think that he's, you know, oh, okay.
1: It'll go, <laughs> to his, head. It'll <laughs> go to his head. yeah, we don't want that
2: to He's oh, he's such a sweetheart. Just obviously, you guys, you know, you met him at least, uh Richard, and and he's definitely. I mean, to extend that, he saw me. I, you know, and Richard knows that he yeah. just became a real estate agent in January, and this is fully not for anything, making any sales, just to support me because obviously, I eat Sometimes I can be showing houses for two clients at the same time. And um, right now he is the one like today. He's going to be the one actually showing the houses instead of me. How's he doing? He's doing great. He's helping. I mean, again, back to the point I was just telling you, my father-in-law is an artist. So my, my husband took that, you know, um, um, skill from from him and so he's really good in doing a lot of projects and a lot of like in uh, um, uh, home uh, projects and just ideas and just he gets like these ideas like so I'm like just doesn't make sense and when he does it it's just like it's amazing so now he's helping a lot of my clients in actually designing like bathrooms kitchen um, helping them in picking up materials so he's, we're actually going like an extra step um, to to be able you know to get the client very satisfied
0: yeah, that's a fun addition, taking that kind of artistic element to it. And then with you as a CPA, like you guys have kind of got all the bases covered. You know, it's like if he has a brother who's a contractor, you guys can pretty much build a house at this point and decorate it. That's pretty amazing.
2: Sure enough, his brother actually is civil engineer. Okay, so we're wow.
0: in the family. I like yeah. that. That's pretty incredible.
1: The one-stop shop there. I love it. Yeah. Um, what's interesting to me uh, is... I know a decent amount of folks that are CPAs and I know a lot of real estate professionals. They don't tend to be the same type of person. How do you find like this interest in the accounting world, being a CPA and being an executive? And is it, I mean, tell me more about this because there's definitely a, 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 like a duality and it's very different between the two. Um, You know, you meet real estate people and I'll tell you they are the worst accountant, bookkeepers, managers of finance, you fine. trust me, I know, I see behind the curtain, but you have somehow figured out and and, and are talented in both of of those spaces. So what's that been like for you and how have you used that as an advantage?
2: That's a good question. I mean, obviously being a CPA and an accountant, it just makes me, I have to be up to date on so many, you know, um, um, you know, news what's happening out there obviously i prepare you know the financial statements <laughs> i oversee financial statement of you know of, of, of a big dollar amount and, and 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 just being and i think it's really what helped me in both we believe it or not both way is going the other direction is um uh, dealing with the executive is just making the right decision and trying to do the right decision mm-hmm. and helping my, my my client to advise them properly that was kind of, you know, it feeds in from my position versus in, in from real estate helped me a lot to to, to tell people, and in my job and my CPA job, that saying no, like I could say a no to, to a person and to the CEO too. <laughs> like because it gave me the power of just saying, you know, speak your mind if you think it's right. Yeah. Um, and they appreciated this. Like they absolutely appreciate it. Like they feel like, you know. It's, I'm adding a value, I'm thinking outside of the box, which is it's required in both mm-hmm. you know, jobs. At the same time, it's customer service in the real estate versus the other way. It's more like not a customer service, but rather than it's making sure things are going right because you're more like overseeing the team. So it's like the combination of the two, it just makes the whole entire picture complete. And that's exactly what I was, you know, it's, it, it's just very amazing to be very honest. And the funny part in my job, it's actually, um, we do, we deal a lot with real estate, um, as well. And this is not conflict of interest has nothing to do with buy schools. <laughs> so it's not, you know, we're not buying houses, but you know, I, when I have, I put my input like, yeah, that makes sense. You're right. Because it's, it's the same thing a school versus a house. You know, you're going to do inspection. You need to make sure this, you know, the, you know, the taxes, like all this kind of, um, uh, items goes along with the real estate in general, you know, it goes along with uh, with, the, with my job. So it, it helps a lot, but it's definitely, I do have to kind of split my personality in a way because here I'm more like, I have to be very accountable for the, you know, the company, the assets, the financial statement, and here I have to be accountable for my client and be able to give them what they uh, want and satisfy them. Um, so it, it just, it's a very unique uh, position to be very honest.
0: Yeah, that's pretty amazing cuz I mean you're wonderful and talking to my accountant is like having a conversation with a loaf of bread who's good at math like <laughs> it's not. And you're like warm and wonderful and welcoming. So yeah, I could see how you could transition from one to the next. Now that's incredible. Do you find that with your background in finance that you are able to provide I'm sure you are but It's like just a a higher level of insight into some of the the investment side of real estate. I know that was one of the things that when I was first learning as a realtor, like, okay, I got to talk to some lenders about like what these this means to people, because with my background, I I had nothing, you know, Um, how do you apply that in your normal transaction?
2: That is true. I mean, obviously I always advise them. I'm not an accountant, like your accountant, but you know, I am aware of this and this and this, you know, you can, you might need to do your research, um, talking about like the terms, talking about like the different loans, talking about just like, you know, things that I feel like I'm very comfortable with it. And the beauty of it is some people don't just that You have to kind of simplify it. And maybe this is actually one, one, one plus for me because you know, I'm an accountant finance background that I cannot do it in a baby steps or like, you know, you know, just make it as easy as simple for them to understand because it's, I mean, you know, not everyone is an accountant, not everyone done the finance, not everyone bought a house several times. So you just have to kind of step back and just simplify it as much as possible to make it, uh, um, you know, clear to them and and be able to, to basically deliver the information without overwhelming them and making the like, we're not understanding what you're saying. And I think this is definitely, it, it's helped me a lot in real estate because of my position, because I have to you know, present a lot in front of management. Yeah, that's incredible.
1: I love how you have figured out a way to take the strengths from each of those industries and apply them to one another, right? Being a real estate agent, doing it at a high level has made you a better vice president and, uh, 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 of accounting and, and finance. And then the opposite is true as well. You know, your executive role and being in a leadership position has made you a better real estate agent. But you know what really stands out to me is the humility in all of this. Like you accomplished a lot, but you have said very little about tooting your own horn. You know, you have roles, you have titles, but it has always been about the person that you're serving, whether it's the company that you're employed by and serving them at a high level and standing out or your individual clients and not shying away from folks who are in need. It's sad. Because we live in a world where people who are a little bit more challenging to serve are typically the most underserved. And the mm-hmm. first thing you said when we kind of came on was, I like those challenges. I like taking someone who's been told no for nine years and selling them a $1.2 million house. That's a very different type of thinking. And it stands out to me. And, and that's fairly re- it's pretty remarkable mm-hmm. on your part. Um, so thank you for sharing that. That, that, that was awesome. And I do want to shift gears a little bit. Mm. I want to go kind of on the, the, like more on the personal side of things. Cause you've had, you gave us a very condensed, uh, ver- like outline of your story, right? Your life journey. But tell us about some, tell us about what are some life goals that you have in the next five to 10 years? Where would you kind of like to be? And then additionally, I'd like to hear about maybe a time in which you were incredibly proud of something that you accomplished. And maybe an interesting story, maybe something that people who are listening to this, who know you pretty well, maybe a story that they haven't heard or they're unaware of. So how have you think about those? You can answer, you know, a, a, as you feel, but anything that stands out in that, I'd love to, to get, get more about you on that, just on a Rasha level.
2: Sure. Absolutely. So five years, definitely my goal is to get, um, to the, the 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 um what do they call it like the hundred million sales okay. club um this is definitely I mean I'm working so hard to get to um, fifty this year um I think I should be there for sure um and that's that's you know I'm, I'm excited about that but then I wanted to hit the hundred before five years I'm just not you know I, I like to challenge myself a lot which is probably you've seen that on me. Um, this is from my, my real estate, obviously again, just. You know, being my husband with me, it's just amazing how my, my life has changed, which is so weird because I'm still doing almost 90% of the work, but just feeling that I have someone supporting me behind me, Mm -hmm. it's like, if I'm, I'm stuck. He will be jumping and, and, and doing it. On, you know, in my behalf, this is a big plus. So I feel like it gave me the empowerment in some kind of weird way. Like I right now, I am just not scared of anything. Like I have right now, over nine clients that I'm working on uh, with and and getting, you know, almost we're almost there, having all of them under contract. But it just it just that's helped me a lot now. By feeling like I'm gonna get that goal done. Yeah. Because it's 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 gonna be my mission. And that's exactly what my husband told me. He's like, I don't care. Like I I want you to get to that goal. So that's that, that's you know, when you feel there's one supporting you behind the scene, this is a big plus.
1: That's huge. That's huge. I'm honestly I'm very inspired by the relationship that you have with your husband. And and I, I've gotten to get a closer look at it as we've worked together and Uh, your husband getting his real estate license and, and then he's even come. What was crazy to me is he wasn't even a licensed agent. He came to our annual planning day last year and I looked over and there's a table of like 12 people and your husband is holding court. Like these people are just listening to this abundance of wisdom that he's accumulated. And I was like, all right, well, I need to get in on whatever's going on over there because I'm bouncing around and trying to figure things out. But that was, it was, it was There's certain people like, and they have those personalities and they're magnetic. And just the short time in which I've gotten to observe him, he's that. And the Mm -hmm. fact that he can be both that he can be the center. He can be the focus. He can contribute to people in a meaningful way and connect, but also serve and support you. That's awesome. That's a really, really cool thing. So shout out to your husband.
2: Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. By the way, we're going to hit 20 years of marriage next year.
0: Woohoo! That's yeah. a crazy milestone. That's amazing.
2: That right yeah, yep. but I'm still 20 years old, though. 20 years old. That's of course. Out of yep. the womb,
1: got married. I like it. I like it. Um, well, tell us about something that's happened maybe in your past that you're particularly proud of, something that maybe you know, was a struggle um, that you weren't sure would, would happen, um, but you pushed through, you figured out a way, and you made it happen, and it's really defined who you are as a person.
2: It's funny, I'm going to say something that really even my closest, closest, closest friends don't even know about. Okay. Um, when I was, and I, I always thought it's to be ashamed of this, but I realized it's, no, there's nothing to be ashamed of because I realized I became a different person. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was young, I was uh, diagnosed with scoliosis. Um, um, people don't know what scoliosis is, it's basically curving in the spine. Um, in a matter of a couple of months, which is, uh, I started at the age of six. At age of 10, my scoliosis was 75%. So think about it, the spine looks like an S, literally an S. Um, and they told my mom, she was just like desperate, no money, no nothing. And she's like, you know, we need, I don't know what to do. Uh, so they end up finding um, a doctor in London because nobody was doing it at that time. They had to take months for 200 K USD and they have no, they barely surviving month by month to get me the surgery done. Um, when I flew there, obviously I realized it's, it's, you know, they've gone through a lot of struggles, a lot of struggles to go through this for me. And the doctor warned me that I cannot get married. Can I have kids? I cannot play any sports. I cannot, pretty much, pretty much I can do anything, long story short. And when he said that, I said, this is impossible. This is just not gonna, I'm gonna actually defeat all those odds and I'm gonna do what I need to do. And what is gonna make me happy when I feel that's right for me. Um, I did the surgery. I was pretty much on, and, and, you know, really didn't do a whole lot of activities for a full year. And then I decided to do karate. So I went like all the way <laughs> karate. I ended up being in competition. I took third place in the country um I, I i did swimming i did a lot of activities skiing ice skating actually sorry um and that was just like trying to do whatever it takes just to prove what they're saying it's not right and then i said uh, you know i obviously i disclosed this to my husband it's like you know i had this and they told me you can't get pregnant but i will get pregnant and i want to have kids and i want to have twins <laughs> sure enough i got pregnant with twins <laughs> And that's, that's the story. And I, you know, until now I, I go check, you know, here and there, and the doctors say, Oh, like best doctors, Harvard doctors. And they're like, we, I would not even think a minute that you actually had a surgery. Really,
0: That's a it's You can't forge iron without fire. And that's just such an exciting story. I can't believe
2: yeah. that you're just and that's, like, Oh, know, I'm going to surgery. They told me I'm going to be in a wheelchair. Yeah.
0: And you start checking boxes off year over year to, Oh man. That's pretty badass I'm not gonna lie that's that's pretty amazing
1: your your spine is pretty important like yeah. it's, it's a it's it, it kind of helps with pretty much anything you do and to have that degree of like a s- severity with that condition and you had the surgery right am i, am I so you had the surgery and what was the recovery time like after the surgery like how long were you down for before you could really start moving around and you know, what was kind of the progress over the years and, and what did you kind of do? Like what, because that took effort. That just had, that wasn't, you know, a lot of it's mental, but I'm sure you had to do a lot. So what did that recovery journey look like?
2: So I was on the bed for 40 days with no movement. Um, so you can imagine how my skin was looking like at the end of the day, but, um, and then I could not do any activities besides just walking um, for almost a year. Um, and after that, obviously I could not go back to the doctor because the doctor in London. So it's like, you know, I just have to kind of use my, my, my judgment and what I feel like it's good for me. And I said, decided to start doing all those sports, um, uh, um, just because, you know, I want to do it. Like mm-hmm. I, it's, 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 I think it's a good and bad thing that I'm kind of a person. If you tell me you can't do it, I'll do it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We call that the Marty McFly complex. Tell me I can't do something and I'm now going to do it even if I don't want to. Right. Like, exactly. It's, it, that's, it's,
2: that's exactly like, you know, just because he told me you can't, you can't, you can I'm like, no, I can. Like I'm going to prove it and I can. And, and so my mom always tells me it's like, obviously it took her to be in debt for for years and years, 20 years, I think. But anyway, um, so just the fact that, you know, I had to go through this my mom always reminded me she's like you never cried you never you always been strong so that sometimes i just you know we take things for granted so you have to step back and just say okay you know what do you what what you learned during this life right what you've gone through not everybody gone through bad things but it just realize that just look at others and just see what they've gone through because it helps you a lot to be a better person in, in everything else that you're doing and that's exactly my philosophy. This is exactly what I try to teach my kids uh, because it's just life is too short. Yeah.
1: There's a lot of wisdom in, in what you've been saying and the experiences you've had. And I think it's so hard and what I'm gel, je- I'm legitimately jealous of your ability to do this is to not let outside people, their thoughts of you come true. Right? Like mm-hmm. so much. We're, we live in a society where what other people think of us can influence us to the point where it becomes our reality. This person thinks X of me. And that is now my reality, like psychologically. And for you, it's the exact opposite is like, Oh, you don't think I can do that. Awesome. Thank you. That's what I needed. Now I'm going to go do it. And that's such a different way of thinking and and something that, you know, there are certain things I think I can do that with, but the vast majority is, is I let those things definitely influence how I, I view myself and, what I think I'm capable of and I'm really trying to do better. So what would you say is a piece of advice that you could give just based on this, just an abundance of experience over overwhelmingly having odds stacked against you in life. And you can, you just getting to a point where you thrive so much as in, in all the areas, right? Like in one of the coaching I do is we talk about the six circle goals, you know, and, and, and there's more than one area. Like just because you're crushing it professionally doesn't mean you're, you know, a great, wife, a great mother, a great friend that your health is doing well, that, you know, the financially that you're doing well, none of those things necessarily mean that they're all true just because one is true, but you are doing really well in a lot of them. So what would you, what would you say is like your secret sauce or the perspective that you have? That's really helped you the most to stay in that mindset and continue to beat the odds.
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, I would say, to be very honest, I would not let anybody influence me or impact me. And I always say, if you want to do something, just put it in your mind. Because I've had so many scenarios, you know, that even in real estate, like they say you have extremely slim chance to happen. And I just keep putting it in my mind, put the positive, you know, thoughts and it happened. It happened because I feel like there is a... uh, you know, you have the, the unconscious mind that's kind of works, you know, behind the scene that actually does drive you to get it happen. And, and, and it, it just, you know, it works. And and I'm not going to lie to you, almost 85% of what I put in my mind, I try to kind of think about it and get the negative people away from you because they're always, you're going to find people that just gonna kind of try to put you down, impact you. This is one of the things I seriously think I'm very proud of no one on earth can impact me from a negative perspective. No
1: one. How do you put those, how do you put those buffers up? Is there like a, is there an exercise you do or is there a way like, I you-
2: like, like I can, you know, I listen from here and let it go out. I mean, sometimes you have to be very diplomatic um, in a way that, you know, and, and they see it in your eyes. Like, I am not listening, but I am listening. <laughs> <laughs> so that's exactly how I do it. And they see it, and they clearly see it. And, I've, you know, and they stop talking about it because, like, I get always this comment. like, why are you doing both? This is a little bit too much in your body. I'm like, I know my body. You don't need to tell me what I need to take care of my body, right? I'm taking care of my family. They're eating healthy food. I'm cooking. I'm taking it. I don't need to justify this to you you're right. You're not paying my bills. I'm sorry. You know, you don't need to know what's going on. Dang.
1: <laughs> when you pay my bills, you get in it. You get to have an opinion, right? Like, but unless you're paying my bills, you get no opinion. That's, that's awesome.
2: I ex- absolutely. So like, yeah, I, I definitely, you know, again, it's, it's, unfortunately, you know, with just being in real estate, you have to be diplomatic sometimes, but um, you just let them talk and you just block them and, and, and just make it clear in front of them that you're just, you're not welcoming any of their comments or or, or anything. Now the good comments, you always find good people but they're always also supporting you, which is I've always had those people around. Uh, it, it's you know I always say if if you know the good person will always be there for you, and the bad person they'll always be you know stabbing you in the back. Um, and just you just have to make that judgment call and and not be ignorant because a lot of people see it, but they're just so in denial about it. Mm-hmm.
1: So Rasha, you've given a lot of really, really good advice. What would you say the best piece of advice either you've ever been given or that you've ever utilized in your life that's helped you the most? You get, like, you've given a ton on here, but what would you say is like the single most valuable piece of advice you could give to the, to the viewers or to our audience listening?
2: So one thing my mom wrote me when I left the country, um, she wrote me a uh, six-pages letter, and, and she said, do not open it until you get to the airplane you know, when I opened it and read it, there's one piece of thing that she told me about that. I always believe in it is she said, thank every person is doing a good job because it could be that, you know, that, that waitress is helping you out or that person that cleaning the bathroom at the company that you're going in. If they feel like they're being appreciated, they're going to do the best. Mm -hmm. And surely enough, it's, it's you always, it's a karma right? Because if you support and help other and appreciate other, it's always going to find that coming back at you. Um, and this is really one of the biggest things it, it just, I don't know. It just takes me, it took me along the way because sometimes you actually end up seeing those people sometime in, in, you know, in, the, in life, different timing. And it's just like, they remember you like, it, it's crazy. And I was like, really? I said that, like, I don't remember. And it just, it just becomes like part of your, your personality and your nature, but it actually goes a long way. Um, This is definitely one thing I always appreciate. Everybody is, you know, even strangers, I'm not talking about somebody that, you know, because you just never know.
1: You know, as you were describing that, it reminded me of like a famous quote that I've heard before and it's um, gratitude is the father of all virtue. So starting with gratitude is, is essential, right? It's, it's such an important thing. And the fact that that's something that your mom imparted to you at an impressionable age and that you've gone on to use, that's, that's awesome. Um, And something that we call, I think, can take and, and, and and adopt as like a daily reminder is just, uh, is to just be grateful for those around us. And because you never know what they're going through. You never know what their story is, which is the whole reason we do this podcast. Because I'm sure a lot of people didn't know who even know you that this was your story and your story is compelling and it's exciting. And I'm glad we got an opportunity to hear it. Um, but we've got a couple more things I think we want to go through or have some fun right now. So put your fun hat on because we're going to go through and have some fun. Um, I want you to think, cause we're going to ask you some either or questions. Um, none of the podcasts we've dropped, we've done this before, but on a couple that we've recorded, we have. So Ellie, throw us some either ors uh, that we can use in the chat. We'll reference that in a minute. And, I want you to think about maybe an experience that you've had in your life that you found very funny. It could have happened to you. You could have done it. It could be self-deprecating. You could have witnessed something. But tell us about something that was very entertaining to you that you couldn't stop laughing, and we want to hear that. So tell us about it. What, what comes to mind?
2: Sure. Oh, my God. Uh, that is funny. Um, so when, when my husband and I we wanted to go to court to get married, uh, it was snowing. It was March, it was snowing really bad. And I, of course, like I was all dressed up with high heels and whatnot. And then going to the elevator, I slipped and was like four lawyers going there um, um, uh, to the elevator. And I slipped right, literally in front of them and I was wearing a skirt and I just started laughing hysterically. And I was just telling them, you can, you're okay to laugh. It's okay oh, go ahead yeah. and laugh. And then and, and I was looking at my husband is like, I think God is giving you a hint not to proceed. So the employers were just like laughing so hard and they, cause first they were like, what should we do? Like, you know, but I thought that was so funny uh, because you know, it's just, it's just uh again, it's life too short. Just have fun with it.
1: I love that. I love that. I love that. You can laugh at yourself too. Right. I, oh, I,
2: most- I don't laugh at myself always.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm easy to laugh at. And then most of the time when I am being my most, funny, my most uh, authentic version of, of humor, it is always 100% unintentional. It's me just being a, a big dumb and, uh, and it, but I'll tell you one it made me think of this is there was a time we had, um, I don't know why I still have this for my birthday, but it's still in mean, it. was one of these type of balloons, right? And it was in our, uh, it was, we had like a vaulted ceiling in our master bedroom and there's a fan and, uh, that balloon somehow drifted from one of the kids' birthdays into our, into our, uh, bedroom. And so it floated up, fans on, it hits the fan. You know what happens? Like it all gets spiraled up and boo, 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 boo. And then the, the thing pops and whatever. So it fell down and all of this like dust, right, came down, right? That was on top because the ceiling fan was so high and we never cleaned it, whatever, right? And so you guys, you guys see that and you think to yourself, oh man, the balloon knocked all of this dust off of the ceiling fan. Well, that's what a normal person would think. What Richard thought was, why did they start putting dust in balloons? And so when it popped, I was like, I asked her, "I said, babe, why? Why would they put this in the balloon? What? Like, is it like a gross pinata?" And she go, she just couldn't stop laughing. She just, she, I couldn't figure <laughs> is- out what the issue was for probably five minutes because she could not compose herself. Because I'm a big dumb. So yeah, you got to be able to laugh at yourself. You got to be able to laugh at yourself. <laughs> Uh, Peyton, you want to go through some of these either ors?
0: Sure. Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. Ellie, as always, is a font of fascinating materials. All right. We'll, we'll hit them real quick. Ambition or comfort? Ambition. That was an obvious one. Uh, Instagram or Snapchat? Instagram. Uh, do you like to share food or, uh, do you eat like you're in a prison cafeteria? Share food or don't share food?
2: Don't share food.
0: Okay. Um, Okay. Would you rather travel to outer space or to the bottom of the sea? Oh, outer space. Heard, yeah, same. You way. go
1: to Mars with Elon? I took oh, a
2: ticket. Yeah. I, said, I just got the, my ticket.
0: Do you know the people at the eye at the space station? They couldn't come home for a couple extra days. It was fifty-five million dollars for their their ten-day trip to the space station. Fifty-five million dollars worth every penny if you got it right.
2: I, I have right. it in my pocket right now, but you know.
0: I mean, if I had it, I that's who. What I've spent the last gold. time on for sure.
1: He was doing an interview, I think, with a TED Talk uh, not that long ago, like last week or something. And he was saying he wants to get it to the point where if someone wants to go to Mars, a ticket to Mars is a hundred grand.
2: Yeah, I heard. Like go
1: live on Mars, and I like I'll, it sounds like a ton, but to think about like what it probably costs, I mean, that mm-hmm. I don't know. That would be that'd be crazy.
0: He's he's trying to figure it out. Uh, figure okay, uh, organic or regular produce?
2: Organic. Ooh.
0: Okay, breakfast or dinner, or breakfast for dinner? Dinner. Uh, would you rather have a big party, or do you like more of an intimate gathering with friends? Big party. Mm-hmm. All right. How about a movie, Cuddled Up on the Couch, or do you want to go to the theater on opening the day?
2: Mm-hmm. Go to the theater, yeah. Yes. Okay.
0: Uh, what's the last movie you saw in a theater?
2: Uh, it's a kid's movie. <laughs> No, actually, sorry. It's an Egyptian movie. They just uh, rented a movie and they had a a movie there. Oh, cool. Cool. Yeah.
0: Uh, Okay. Do you like driving on the interstate or do you like uh, cutting around on back roads?
2: Cutting around back roads.
1: Because you
0: got that convertible. I can't blame you for
2: that. I I want to keep my hair down.
0: You mentioned earlier, you call it a Mercedes. And I don't, I I don't really have any conclusions to draw, but there's a certain person or perspective you're in where it's a Mercedes and then occasionally it's a Benz, and I don't really know what to draw from that. But there's definitely two different types of people, and I'm a Mercedes person myself. Uh, but yeah, just I, that cued me earlier when you mentioned it. So when you're driving on those back roads, do you like music or podcasts?
2: Music. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: What's your favorite? What, what What's your favorite band or song? I actually or- do spa music. Ska?
2: Spa. Spa. Like very spa, relaxing. Spa, spa, calm, nice. Spa, relaxing. Just. Nothing, you know, no words, just for me to kind of detox and not talk. Yes. Because <laughs> obviously, if there's a, it, it, words, you're gonna start singing along, right. right? Right.
0: I do like that Richard. At one point, was picturing you listening to ska music. Which yes. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I did. I
2: said she said ska music.
1: There's a big difference between ska and ska
0: Yeah, music. I mean, I don't mind ska music, but that was pretty fun. I'm picturing you <laughs> in your convertible on a back road listening to ska music was pretty pretty clutch. <laughs> All right. So, uh, what's worse, laundry or dishes? Uh, laundry, yeah, I hate laundry,
2: it's the
0: worst. I do both in my house. I don't know how I got roped into that. I even clean my own bathroom. What the hell? I don't even know. Uh, but I actually find it kind of soothing. I'll be honest,
1: give it a few years and you'll have children doing both.
0: Oh, yeah, (laughs) thank god. (laughs) Uh, folding all the little clothes that chaps my ass, man. I can't stand it. Like mine, I got big pants, fold them up, throw them over, but I get into like Ashley's tank tops or Miles's little shorts. And everything's the size of a dish rag. Yeah. And it's just a whole laundry hamper it takes you an hour and a half. Yeah,
1: oh yeah forever.
0: Uh, okay. Uh, Ice coffee or hot coffee?
2: Hot coffee. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, would you rather go to the oceans or the ocean or the mountains? Ocean. Mm-hmm. What's the last ocean you dipped your feet in?
2: Cancun, I guess. Oh,
0: nice. okay. Excellent selection.
2: Oh, yeah, you didn't go that long. We went around the same time. Yes, December. Mine was December. When was yours? So
1: we because we went in October. You went in December, and we were talking about because remember they had all those shootings that were right Yeah, that was crazy. We we had one that was like down the road. Was were you at the resort at the one where it happened?
2: No, that was my sister in life. You remember? That's she was exact same time as you. Is exact same time. So she was at the resort
1: where they had the shoot. It's so crazy. Wow. Yeah. Interesting.
0: Yeah, everybody just chill and have a good time. It's come down to
1: Cancun. Jesus.
0: Come on. Uh, scrambled eggs. Uh, or over easy. Yeah, scrambled eggs. There you, go. you put some cheese in those eggs. Because it, what?
1: do you put cheese in those eggs?
0: I do. Yeah, okay. gotta have cheese.
1: Gotta
2: have cheesy scrambled oh, eggs. Cheese. All right, fair enough.
0: Uh, cake or pie? Cake. All right. Which kind?
2: I like black forest.
0: Oh, good selection. Okay. Yeah. Uh, do you like asking questions or answering questions?
2: A very good question actually <laughs> uh i think answering question sometimes okay. i volunteer a little bit
0: too much well you're, you're sort of a natural leader i think leaders yeah. like to lead that makes sense to me especially given the format of the podcast for god's sake uh okay would you rather ask for permission or forgiveness permission forgiveness
1: well, me i'm gonna put that out there
0: <laughs> probably never go see you good luck with whatever consequences i left in my wake uh A million dollars right now, or one penny doubling every day for thirty days?
2: One million dollar dollar right now, so I can invest it and flip it, make more money.
0: Man, that's that's a CPA answer because you're a smart lady. That's what that is. Uh, Would you rather be a hero or a villain? Mm, Hmm. A hero. Okay, the safe answer. The
1: hesitation there, though. There's some consideration. I mean, the villains sometimes get some of the
2: coolest stuff. So, They're
0: right. always the hero yeah. of their own story, right?
2: It's so a hero, I think, just because that means you cannot, you've you kind of accomplished something. Uh, and, and it's in the eye of the other person rather than my eyes.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, we'll do, uh, we'll do two, three more. So, would you rather be able to play ten different instruments perfectly or speak ten different languages fluently?
2: Ten different languages.
0: Wouldn't that be amazing? Yeah. Do you speak any,
1: do you speak any other languages? Arabic. Yeah. Arabic?
0: That was kind of a given, Richard.
1: <laughs> I don't assume anything.
0: She said she didn't speak English. But she, come on, man.
1: I mean, maybe, maybe we're delayed we, right? we learning. Like, have know, you seen how
0: pretty his blue eyes are? That's really why I'm here today. Um, no, but uh, let's see. Oh, would you rather be able to turn invisible or read minds?
2: Read minds.
0: Right. That's the best superpower in a real world. (laughs)
2: Sometimes (laughs) I can I do read minds.
0: All right. Okay. uh, Last question: Would you rather navigate a zombie apocalypse or an alien invasion?
2: Alien invasion. Yeah, I feel
0: like there could be an upside to that long term, right? Mm -hmm. All right, I'm
1: gonna I'm gonna close with the last one, and I asked this I asked this actually at our last quarterly workshop. Um, Would you rather fight? A hundred duck sized horses or 10, uh, horse sized ducks.
2: Oh my God.
1: I, know. I know.
2: 10 horse
1: ducks, 10
2: horse ducks. Oh,
0: she's going big. She's like, I'm going to take them out. It's cause you're a fighter. Man. Man. Oh, you I'll, get my- the I'll get my karate skills out.
2: I'm saying
0: you got this little horses. They're going to climb on top of you. But I feel like the ducks, if you go low, you go low and take them out at the ankle. They're like no wider than the wrist.
2: I don't know. You never know. Cause you could just scare them and run away. Like, yeah, All
0: right. That's her confidence. I'm going to scare the giant ducks. That's her. My solution is I'm going to get eaten by ducks. That's yeah.
2: <laughs> she's,
1: she's the one, like you get advice on bears. Like if a bear attacks you, it's like you either play dead or you get big she's going to get big. Like she's going to be like, I'm bigger than you and try to fight this bear where I'm going to be 100% playing dead on the ground. So I'm like kid bear. Bear. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It
0: depends right. on well, my kids are around me, but my kids Oh, I don't
1: care. I'll do
2: whatever it takes to do get it done. Fighter.
1: I love sure, it. I love it. Rasha, thank you for being with us today. Thank this you. was awesome. And of course, we always want to have anyone who joins us. Shameless plug, right? You talked about mm-hmm. your real estate business. Uh, if somebody wanted to get a hold of you or if you had something you wanted to tell them, which might cause them to want to reach out to you um what would you say and how can they get a hold of you
2: sure absolutely i um obviously russia uh i have my um i have my, i'm on facebook instagram and uh um you know pretty active uh luxury real estate team va um and then and in both and you can search it by my name as well um, my phone number seven zero three three two eight five eight four two. I'll be always happy to answer any question. Anybody have needs any help? I'll be definitely happy to 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 assist you. Um, you know, it, it's it's we're all here to support each other.
1: Love it, love it, love it, love That's it, great. Rasha. Thank you again for being on today. You. there. We're excited. We'll get this all chopped up and all the best parts put together and pushed out in probably a few weeks time.
2: Mm-hmm. Thank you. Sounds
0: great. Thank you. Thank so you right. so much. See you. Bye. Oh man, another great guest. Love that uh, stuff.
1: Solid. That like that. She brought the heat at the end for sure.
0: I love right? that. And to have somebody so self determinate and to overcome so many obstacles, but to have her advice be like, "Be kind to people," oh. <laughs> like who clean toilets. Like now, there's any wrong with one or the other, but yeah, it's pretty rare that you get that kind of quality person. It's pretty amazing.
1: Yeah, you know what I? I think the way I would kind of describe her is her spirit just shines through to Mm -hmm. who she really is. She's a genuine human being who obviously has a gigantic heart and loves with all of it. Right. I think some of us, we don't always love with our whole hearts um, because maybe we're scared to get hurt or we're afraid to be vulnerable. And uh, it doesn't seem like she's someone who's afraid to be vulnerable. And that's a lesson I think we can all learn. So I'm not sure
0: of anything. She didn't identify one single insecurity. And I think it was amazing. (laughs)
1: No, and she's gonna fight 10 uh 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 horse-sized ducks ducks. that's absolutely insane to me so all right man you want to close this out
0: yeah again thank you so much for joining us this week Uh, a couple of weeks of course we will have our next episode we'll announce that on social media here soon uh until then uh this has been richard bridges yes this way yes richard bridges with bridges business solutions entrepreneurial coaching and i your co-host Peyton Polychrones with Milestone Virtual. Uh, we also love when you join us and follow us on social media. Please, if you listen to the podcast, give us a share, give us a like, make some comments. We'd love to hear from our audience. Thank you so, so much, and we will see you soon.
1: Subscribe and I'll give you a hug when I see you in person.
0: Oh my gosh. You don't have to subscribe for a hug if you just like straight up ask one, but I'll remember to give you one if you do subscribe for sure.
1: Fair enough. Hugs all around. Thanks, guys. Take it easy. Bye-bye. And pew pew. Oh, oh,